Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's early in the morning. We were up late. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Brian. Morning. Morning, you. I'm Dan Bushnell. I'm Jenny Hamilton. And we're talking with Brian Hayward. And Becky's listening in on the side. We have to bring Becky in because we're terrified she will die if yeah. she's not sitting in the room. Yeah, she caught a man cold. Oh, and it's a deep one. It is. Yeah. It's touch and go. She had she had that man cold go all the way down her throat. Oh, well, that's what, yeah, all the way. It caused a little bit of uh, trauma. Apparently, the mucus is bright yellow. Yeah. It's disgusting. That suggests bacterial infection. That's what I was told by a lab tech. I know. I think they work with you. <laughs> talk to Brian. And not about Becky's cold. I don't know. Becky's the thing that's going to be about Becky's nose are fascinating. I think we should talk more about that. It is fascinating. <laughs> I have a, a question. Awesome. I thought of a question. What I was thinking about is this. Sitting at this table, we have four people, all of which are from the Yukon, all of which left the Yukon to obtain education. We have, well, now that Becky's here. <laughs> <laughs> we have Becky and Jenny that came back to the Yukon essentially right after their education and, and pursued the fruits of that education in, right. in Whitehorse. Yes. Myself that stayed in Vancouver and then Brian, but I came back is the thing. Right. So I stayed in Vancouver and then 20 years later I came back and then we have Brian who has lived in several different cities in Canada and mm-hmm. is currently residing in Toronto mm-hmm. and still pursuing his career in Toronto. So my question is what um what is the difference? Like, why would why stay away? Why come back? Why stay here? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a. You know, like what what is it that keeps you in Toronto? Uh, I mean, I, there, I think there's several things that, for me that keep me in Toronto. I I like living in a large center. Um, I like living in a city that has I don't know. It's it's not even that uh, it has. So much more than Whitehorse does, although obviously it's bigger and you know things are are there. I, I when I when I left, I just I thought I wanted to live in a large center, uh, and I even though all my family is still here and I come back uh, regularly would be a strong word, but come back from time to time. Um, I I just feel I just feel more like it's it's more where I'm I don't know, meant to be or. Um, I mean, I went to Toronto for work. I didn't expect to stay there. You know, it's now been 14 years. Um, for more than a year, really. Um, but you, life happens, I guess. And, and that's where I uh, found work after uh, finishing my, my degree. And then I just sort of made a life there. And so what keeps me there is really not just the work. Because I think I could probably do what I, what I do here. 
Um, it's you know I work for the government like most people in Wayhorse do. <laughs> um, it's not it, you know it's not uh, it's not anything with that. It just I think I've made a community there. I've made you know I've um, I've got great friends there. I uh, I like it as a sort of base to uh, to go traveling. It's that's, that's an important thing for me, and so it's a lot easier to do from Toronto than it is from Whitehorse. Oh yes, right. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, it's that that remoteness. I think is is, um, and I like the anonymity of living in a city. I mm-hmm. mean, that which is really hard to do uh, in Whitehorse, right? It's um, you know, you know somebody who knows. You're just known. I mean, you, um, where in Toronto, I can I can step on my door, and if I don't feel like seeing anyone, I can be in the midst of you know uh, thousands of people any any given day, and and yet I may not see anyone that I know if I choose to organize my day that way. Nice. Uh, which is which is kind of, kind of nice. Not nice all the time. But nice, but, you have that option. But it's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it was just. I think when I left, and you know, we're talking twenty-five years ago now, right? When I mm-hmm. when I left, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I um, didn't think I would ever move back, but I thought there was a, probably a good chance that uh, when I left, I was I was not coming back, not not to live anyway. And someone asked me the other day, sort of like, could could you imagine sort of moving back here and and you know living here? And I said, sure. Sure, I can. I know what that would. I know what we that all would, have nightmares. Right, right? No, but I, I mean, I know what that would look like. But I think that it, it would be. I would be making a lot of compromises that I'm not sure that I would be prepared to do. So I, so I don't. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't. You know. Do you feel that um, that like being from the Yukon informs your approach to community in Toronto? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I, I mean, I think it must, but I don't know if it's any different than sort of anyone, anyone else from Toronto who I know who didn't live there. And and there are a lot of people um, who come from Toronto from somewhere else. And I think that um, it must inform inform the choices I make and the and the things that I do. But without sort of, but I don't think of I, it's not sort of an active part of the thought process. I guess yeah, it's you know, like it's not. Yeah, it's not something that I sort of. And you ask me now, and I sort of think back, and I, I'm I can't sort of point to an example um, off the top of my head. But yeah, I think it must. I mean, and it's and it's always sort of fun meeting somebody new in Toronto, and then somebody says, oh, "This is Brian. He's from the Yukon," and inevitably the next comment will be. Oh my God! I've never met someone from the Yukon before, and I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. Um, there are, first of all, there aren't that many uh, to, to start with, and you know, and most of them still live there. So you know, it's we're, we're like magical unicorns. Then. I don't know. Um, but you got out, right? Well, this is and this is, I guess, the, the strange thing. And so it's and it's always so it's always funny to to when I encounter someone in Toronto who who is also has some Yukon connection or you know that uh, um, I find that. It's, it's always a bit sort of strange because um, because you, you don't I mean I don't meet a lot of people who who've even ever been here let alone you know came from you know grew up here one the Yukon is one of those places where you're like hey do you know so and so and we probably do yeah, chances are yeah. chances no, are absolutely. Yeah, we are the Canada that everybody thinks Canada is it's yeah. kind of true yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, like for you guys, you guys came back. What was, I mean, what was that? We'll ask the questions here. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this worked. Quite, frank, quite frankly, I, I, yeah, frankly, until you know, an hour ago, I thought we were going to be reading somebody's dad's porno. So you know it's what? not that. It's a little, well, a little disappointing, I'm just saying. I know for myself, when I lived in Vancouver, I was from the Yukon. Mm. And then when I came back to Whitehorse, I felt like I was from Vancouver. Right. And, um, and it's a strange phenomenon, because I think there's a certain cachet that Yukoners have about the city. Yeah. And I think that there's a cachet that other cities have about being from the Yukon. Where, you know, I feel like I got a little bit of, people would say, where are you from? I'd say the Yukon. Yeah. But then I come back here, especially in my, my line of work. Yeah. People don't want me to be from the Yukon. They want me to be from the city. Right, right. And I find that so strange. Mm. And that's kind of what led to me asking the question. I think it gives, like, I don't have that. I'm from the Yukon. The longest I was away was a couple months for trade school. Um, but when you come back, you went out. People want to hear, oh, I'm from Edmonton. I'm from Toronto. I'm from... Yeah. Because it gives what you do credibility. That's here, right. Which is weird. Well, and then they shame people from, they're like, oh, all these people from Ontario moving here and ruining right. the dance. And then right, right, right. From the Yukon. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I, that's what, what I think is interesting. And I mean, for you to have not, to have not come back, yeah. and I mean, because it was a difficult choice for me to come back. Right. Because I, I loved being in the city, but I just got tired. Yeah. You know, and uh, for you not to have come back, because, I mean, we were talking last night a bit, but you've made some shifts in your life that have allowed you to stay in Toronto because you've adjusted yeah and um you like just like throw a little background on that so you move from corporate yeah I mean I uh, went to Toronto um after I after I went to law school and and basically it was sort of I I didn't I didn't necessarily want to practice law but I thought you know you, you need to well not need to but I thought I should at least article to sort of have that option open um, in case in case maybe I, maybe I would love it and I did I did sort of a practical term as part of my law degree at a clinic and I really enjoyed it uh, more than I thought I would so I so it was something that you know I, I thought I should do but I also know knew I didn't want to work in a big corporate law firm um, so you know most articling students apply to like you know tens um, tens of you know, a hundred different law firms or, or places, and and I applied to four. You know, there was two in Vancouver and two in Toronto, and I thought, well, we'll you know we'll see, because I was really sort of looking at, I guess a niche, um, a niche area, right? So those were when you're looking at practicing employment labor law, and you want to do sort of you know worker union side work. There's not a lot of firms that just do that type of law. Yeah. They happen to be in your big cities. Uh, I don't speak French, so Montreal was out of the question. Um, and so I applied to these four jobs thinking that, you know, I wanted to be in Vancouver, um, but getting a job in Toronto. And so so I went out there for a year thinking I'll get the article. And it's not a firm, not a huge firm. They don't have a huge um, reputation for hiring people back and certainly not more than, you know, maybe one. Uh, I knew that. I was arguing with someone who they really liked, and if they offered anyone that, a job, it would be him. So I was just going out for a year, and then, then at the end of that year, they they decided to hire more than one person, and I happened to be, you know, sort of, I guess, the second person uh, in line. And 
So again, I sort of thought, oh, I'll stay for six months. I'll stay for a year. I'll do this for a bit. And then, um, you know, sort of four years later, I thought I need to get the hell out of here because um, it was making me miserable. That just sort of that pace, the expectations, the um, the amount of time I had and energy and myself that I had to put into that job. And so I, I just left and, and again, sort of without having a job lined up, thinking I would end up back, um, probably back in Vancouver. Uh, that was sort of my, that's, the, that's the, the, only, the place where I was applying to any jobs was Vancouver. I wasn't looking in Toronto necessarily. And I just happened to, to see a posting for um, a policy position in the Ministry of Labor and in the Toronto office and thought, well, if I'm, that's sort of what I want to do. Uh, and I wasn't seeing those jobs in uh, in BC, so I just thought, well, well, we'll apply, we'll see. Again, sort of not expecting it uh, to go anywhere. And um, as it happened, I got that job, and ten years later, I'm still doing it. So, uh, and again, it's you know, again, it's not. Um, so yeah, it was a different. Um, it's a different pace. It's not certainly not as lucrative, and you know financially rewarding perhaps as, as staying in private practice but it doesn't that that didn't matter to me and the status of being a lawyer and you know practicing lawyer didn't matter to me and I think if you want to do that work it has to it, it has to inform part of part of your identity more than it more than I was willing to or interested in, in having it define me so um, so yeah I sort of scaled you know back a bit I guess uh, in terms of um in terms of my, my job, but it's it's a job that I that I like for the most part, and it allows me to do the things I want to do, and and in a city where I like to be. So, really, for me, that was that was enough, uh, and I think it, it still is. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm intrigued by the fact that like we all, you know, grew up together, went to high school together, mm-hmm. and we all have made decisions in our lives that moved us away from a more lucrative, lucrative careers to more satisfying ones. Yeah. And I, it, to me, it can't be a coincidence that we're all from the same place and we've all made such similar choices. You know, and, I, and which is why I'm curious about how being from the Yukon informs the way we move through the world, yeah. especially in other cities. Is it, is it the Yukon or is it our age? Yeah, and I was thinking about that as like, well. Do you hit a certain age in life and go, yeah, I'm not willing to do this anymore. Well, we all made those choices before we got older, though. That's true. You know, yeah. but is it because maybe we're, we're maybe from we the nineties? Maybe we aged faster due to the cold. <laughs> well, <laughs> it could be, but maybe. is it because we're from like we're nineties kids? Could be. Could be. Uh, it's our generation. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. I would say, for for the most part, you know, the people I went to law school with, now what are we, fifteen years later, I guess, the vast majority of them aren't aren't practicing yeah, lawyers. They're not working yeah. they're certainly not working in firms. If they if they are practicing, they're they're probably government lawyers. Yeah. Um, you know, working because because again the sort of the pace is um, the pace is more manageable. It's um, you can sort of craft out a life and raise a family if that's what you choose to and and not have to work seventy hours a week and worry right. about all you know, worry about all of all those other things. So I th- yeah, I, I see that not just around this table, but I think I think there is something to it that there. I guess our expectations, our view of of you know what we do in relation to to the rest of our 
lives and the kind of life that we that we want is different than than that I don't know, the, the sort of uh, career track you know um, lives of, of maybe the, you know, our parents generation or something like exactly that. I think we watched our our parents in the 80s the 80s was like get rich quick as quick as you can be successful rack up debt and everything failed that way with the yeah. Reaganomics and nobody had money we all had bailed credit cards um, and then yeah. housing crashed yeah. and so we watched that as kids go or lived it like my folks lost their house because yeah. interest rates went to 30 40 yeah. percent or something so I think you learn from that or you, yeah. you see it and go, yeah, maybe not for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I mean, I still see it, right? Yeah. I mean, I still see those things. I, I mean, living in Toronto, and I, I see, you know, I live in a neighborhood that where I rent because I can't afford, you yeah. know, I can't afford to buy a house where I live, and I, um, I, I tried to buy Meghan Markle's house the other day, but it was too much, and she literally was living right around the corner for me. Um, I bet she's sad she's leaving. I bet. Yeah. I know. We were we had this whole games night planned a few few I weeks, know. and I don't think that's going to happen anymore. So, but I'm waiting for my invite. I was going to say, I'm yeah. sure it's, it's I'm sure it's coming mail mail. any day. Yes. Um, but those, I mean, the houses in my neighborhood seven years ago, let's say, were selling for I don't know half a million dollars, seven hundred thousand, right? And they're now one point four million dollar homes. Yeah. They haven't they haven't changed. No, they're not. If anything, they just got older. Right, like they're they're not. And I, you know, I wonder like who's buying all these these houses and how are they affording it? And you know, you read how apparently, you know, we we were amassing personal debt Crazily. at crazy at crazy rates, and we're still living on those credit cards. And, yeah. I, and I wait for that interest rate bubble, and then like yeah. like what's going to happen? I don't know. But so yeah, so I don't. I mean, I I think you're you're right. We we learned that, or we learned to we saw it. Maybe. We saw it. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we still see it, and I think we're still reacting to sort of, I don't know, carve out a different, right. a different path, a different right. way, I don't know. Or trying, at least, to what we can. Yeah. Like, I just, I think the generation below us, well, I never, I talk to millennials, or I don't know what the generation after that is called, right. yes. um, and they don't ever even consider home ownership as part of their life. Which is, which is really European, though. Yeah, very, like, very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. So, like, there's just every, there's like ten people that own all the real estate, and everybody rents. I've never been to Europe, so <laughs> basically, well, basically, yeah. yeah. It's like it, the houses have been down for generations. Right. Yeah. There's large bases of landowners, and uh, the co- cost of buying property is too high for the average people. And it's certainly not something you would consider in your twenties. Yeah. Right. And uh, you rent. I mean, it's yeah. very much like what's happened in Vancouver, what's happened in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Well, even I mean, a good friend of mine, she always points out, she goes, my, my grandparents lived in New York their entire life. They never yeah. owned a house. No. Yeah. They never owned a house, right? No. I mean, it's you just... for rent control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was part of when I moved back here. I was flabbergasted by the cost of rent. Well, because rent, rent is ridiculous. Well, rent and, all, like, the housing. It, yeah. They tried to match Vancouver, which I... I don't understand. Well, yeah, because we're not Vancouver. No. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, if we were Vancouver, sure, let's pay seven, eight hundred thousand dollars for a home. Well, you know what? Even because then you I, have even then, I wouldn't. It no. makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm being but, being jerked around, right? Like, yeah. But comparing the the rental costs to home ownership, this is one of the few places where you're like, okay, I'm either going to pay sixteen hundred dollars a month for rent, or I'll pick up 
something for that to buy, and that's my mortgage. Yeah. Or a little less. Yeah, my mortgage is less than I paid for rent. Yeah. yeah. But I bought a trailer, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Becky and I did that with our other house. Yeah. We ended up paying less for our mortgage than rent of an apartment. Yeah. It might be one of the last few places you, that that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's becoming true, right? I mean, yeah. The only reason I'm I live in the neighborhood, I live in the place I live in, is because I've lived there for a number of years, and I it was cheap rent at the time, and <clears throat> and it hasn't been able. They haven't been able to raise it, you know, to sort of match or keep pace with with rents now. But like, um, I was talking to somebody in Toronto just before I left, and they were saying basically they were renting an apartment, you know, one bedroom apartment for. I think they got it for like you know twelve hundred dollars a month or something, wow. which is a lot of money. Um, it, except that when people leave now, the landlords are jacking it up to something like twice that much. Right. Yeah. In in a span of you know a few months, if I if I had to move out of my place now, I don't know that I could afford to live in the in, in the neighborhood I live in because because I would be paying at least twice as much. Yeah. At least. Which is. Frightening. And then, and then, yeah, that mortgage math doesn't have a good job. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, it, it's frightening because it's a new concept to us. It is. I think in the rest of the world, that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're just panicking because we're losing part of what we identified as Canada was that you could own a house and you could do these things, and and it's changing. Like the face of what Canada is is shifting, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yay. I blame Harper. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What's your favorite kind of dim sum? Yes. Oh my goodness. My favorite kind of dim sum. Hmm. There is no wrong answer. There is no wrong I answer. Know. It's all delicious. I, well, that's just it. I'm like, I don't know if I can pick just one. Like, I love dim sum. Can I? Can I? I don't know. Well, I've never had it. Oh, you would you love never it. had dim sum? I know. And then my, I get this. My, since my parents left, mm. they do what I call Jewish Christmas. They go for Chinese food in a movie. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah, I, love, right? I love that. And I, it's, I, I, that I got to go last year, but I was really resentful for the other four years. But especially this year, because they went for dim sum. Uh-huh. And then Star Wars. <laughs> like, but yeah. they spent... You know, Star Wars is a long movie, two and a half. Yes, it is. But they yeah. spent more time eating dim sum and had never had it. The, you know, the thing and now they won't is, shut up about perfect. it. Yeah. Right. It's the perfect dining It better experience. be in the mail on the way up. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We, we will make that happen for you. Yeah. But, but I, I heard it's it, an all-day thing. It's a, it, it's it, a can be, it, it can be as, as long as you want it to be. It's, nice. just, yeah. it's just keep the carts coming. Yeah, right? just yeah. keep it coming. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you do that stuff often? I mean, because uh, how do you see community differently here as opposed to Toronto? Is there a difference? Oh man, um, I think. Well, no, I think. Well, I think it is different in that I always sort of. I think community here. When I socialize here with community, it tends to be, um, or a lot, a lot more of it tends to be. I think at somebody's house, right? The, the, you don't tend to go out. Um, well, where would you go? Well, where would you go? And that's and that I mean that's the thing. So so yeah, I think you know a lot of a lot of my more of my community involves going out for food in particular, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, dim sum is a great sort of example of that where where you know you would I don't know 
gather a bunch of people together and and go and spend you know half the day eating dumplings and nice. and 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 why not why wouldn't you do that because right. there's not there's no downside it's um it's yeah it, you know it's delicious and yes. and you you know you find your spots and and you go so it, so a lot of a lot of it is yeah a lot of it is sort of um i guess a lot more going out to whether you eat to go see movies to we we do you know hang out in our in respective homes but it's it's different and, and so in Toronto I think you have to make it's a bit harder to not harder it takes more effort to sort of um, plan I guess sort of to see people you have, I think it requires a bit more you know, a bit more planning a bit more effort I think it it requires a a bit more of an effort than here I, I don't know I feel like <clears throat> like here again because of the small community you, you could go out and and if you're not socializing you're interacting with people because because inevitably you're going to run into somebody on the street or you're mm-hmm. right. right where where there it is a bit more you've got to sort of plan it out uh, or create you know little traditions I mean, for a long time I think um, you know there was a group of us who would we would you know go for a, a drink after work on a, on Friday to end the week or we had this um, small group that every Sunday we would go to somewhere different for breakfast right? right and so you sort of build build these sort of little traditions or or events that um, that become sort of part of part of the routine mm-hmm. um, but but I think it, you know it's it's that I think for for all of us and who were who did that, it was just a, a way of I don't know uh, of trying to trying to build that that bit of community because most of us were again not from Toronto and didn't have families there, right? And so you sort of try to try to create that. Yeah, most people in the Yukon, their family isn't here, right? Right. There's, there are those that are established, like your family was longtime Yukoners. My folks came up pretty much to get away from their family. No, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, our either of my parents' side family didn't come to visit a lot. Right. So you had to make your community and your family here. Yeah. So maybe yeah. 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 But you will, you're right. You'll you go to the grocery store, it's a community event. Yeah. Because you're gonna bump into people and and there's less of us. Well, yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was you know, I was out on Main Street two days ago and crossing the street and ran into somebody. Right. right? Like I was just like, oh yeah, right. That's that's what this is. Right. Right. That's going to happen. Sure. Um, Yeah. And I find comfort in that. Maybe I'm a narcissist. No, I am a narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I enjoy that. It's but I do also like I love visiting cities. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Because nobody knows who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I, I definitely lean towards introversion, right? And so I mean I I enjoy creating pockets of community. Yes. Because I um, I I want to be able to control those interactions a bit, so that I you know so that I can choose when to leave and when to yeah. when to do it. And I yeah. think the city does allow a bit more of that. Yeah, I mean you know it's not it's not all about community. It's it's a lot of it is I I like my alone time and yeah. and I can I can very easily sort of uh define those those times when i just want just hang out you know in my house by myself thank you very much yeah yeah um 
and again, sort of go and, and not not necessarily have to run, you know, or expect to run into people that I, you know, that I know just by walking out the door. Right. Although there, there are those moments where where you know I step out the door and do run into into somebody, and I like I love those too. It's really oh yeah, that's right. I live here, and and this is this is my community, and this is my neighborhood, and yeah. you know, if I'm walking to I have a friend who lives about I don't know ten fifteen minute walk away, and there was one day I was heading over to hers. I think I think for think for Thanksgiving dinner because she sort of hosts this she calls Thanksgiving for orphans and right. and gathers you know whoever's around and so I just have just happened to be walking down and ran to you know a neighbor who's on their front porch and you know another friend who lives I don't know somewhere in between the two of us and just sort of kept having these encounters and it was three or four in a 10-15 minute walk and I was like this is great I love this Cats. <laughs> love them, hate them. Oh, God, I just love them. I, yeah. was, I hope he was going to take that angel out. Yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, we'll call it his studio, but it's actually the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is his studio. I, I like that it moves around. Yes. Well, it's portable. It's totally portable. That's right. Yes. Much like Brian. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.